So tonight we begin Perek Hey, Pasuk Aleph. The Yishir was started as a Schosli Lunishmas, Yicheskel Shraga ben Avram Yehuda. It should also be a Schosli Lunishmas, Rebbechel Mechel ben Asher, Rechaim Eloza ben Shem Shanaye, as well as a Schosli Fushlema from Moshe ben Miriam, Yosef Menachem ben Chava, and Chaim Moshe Shua ben Malka. So after discussing the list of officers that served Shlema, the Navi now turns to look at the geopolitical situation. How was or what was the relationship between Shlomo and the other surrounding nations uh, of the world? So Pasuk Aleph, Shlomo ruled over all of the other kingdoms, Minhanar, from the river, which the Targum says is the Euphrates River, Eretz Plishtim, to the land of the Plishtim, Yad Gavol Mitzrayim, all the way down to the border with Mitzrayim. All these nations, Magishim Mincha, they would bring tribute and they were obedient to Shlomai of all the days of his life. So Shlomai, what his name suggested was Shalem, was Shalem rather, there was peace with the other nations, as well as Shlomai's name also contains within it the word Maishel. Shlomai was a ruler over all of the other nations. The Medrish in Esther says that there are 252 provinces or regions in the world, David ruled over all of them because the Pasuk says in Divrei Yamin Vayetzei Shem David Bechol HaRatzais. And Shlema ruled over them. From this Pasuk, you see Shlema HaYamaisha Bechol HaMamlachais. That Shlema ruled over basically the entire world. And the Gemara, in fact, in, in, um, the Gemara in Megillah asks that why is Shlema not listed amongst those who ruled over the whole world, right? When the Gemara there talks about Achashverosh ruling over the whole world, the Gemara asks why isn't Shlema mentioned? Because Shlema indeed ruled over the entire world. Now, we will talk about this concept a little later where we talk about Hiram and Shlomo soliciting Hiram to help him build the base of Migdash. The Mepharshim, they struggle. Why is Shlomo involved in Hiram? Why doesn't he build the base of Migdash himself? So, the concept is that Shlomo wanted to usher in Yemaisa Mashiach. And in order to do that, what Shlomo hoped to achieve is that the entire world would recognize Hashem. And that's why, that's part of why he involves Hiram in the building of the Beis HaMikdash. That's part, part, part of the reason why he marries foreign wives. He hopes that by bringing them in and uh, teaching them about HaKadosh Baruch Hu, they would then go back to their own nations and spread the idea of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The whole idea being that the whole world should recognize Hashem, what we say, what we daven for during, during the Yom that everyone in the world should know and recognize HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that Hashem Hu Kim. And Shlom, I hope that that would bring in an era of Mashiach. And so that is why here Shloima is sort of spreading the word of God. And we'll see this continue throughout this parak that everyone comes to hear the Chachma of Shloima and they go back and spread the Chachma that they learned from Shloima back in their own nations. I don't know if I said this earlier, but Shloima's name hints at the two aspects of Shloima's Malchus. First of all, he was a Melech Shalim, there was peace in the world, as well as Shloima's name contains the word Maishal, the fact that Shloima ruled over all of the other nations. So Shlomo had a tremendous number of people that made up his court. In addition, he had all these foreign visitors that visited him, bringing him tribute. So there was a tremendous need for food and provisions. So Pasuk Beis tells us about that tremendous need. The amount of provisions that Shlomo needed for one day was 30 car of fine flour, 60 car of regular flour, 10 car of there were 10 fat oxen, oxen that were fattened, and 20 oxen that were brought in that used to graze in the field, and 100 sheep, 
Levad me'ayol, besides for the gazelle, Lutzvi, the deer, the yachmar, yachmar is either a deer or it's a buffalo, according to the Abarbanel, ubarburim avusim, and fattened birds. So a tremendous number of, uh, a tremendous amount of food and provisions that were required on a daily basis. The um, the Abarbanel estimates that there was enough food on this list to feed 60,000 people. The Silas was used to prepare meals for the senior members of Shlemy's court, and the ordinary kamach was used for all of the others, no matter what size a kor is. It's machloikas of exactly how much 90 kor is, but obviously a tremendous amount of food, a tremendous need. The Malbim says that aside from just the need to eat, there's also an idea that the shulchan of a melech, the table of the king, reflects his malchus, reflects his status. And so if you're a very, um, uh, you have a high status, a high stature as a king, then your table has to reflect it. So the Malbim says, therefore, because Shlomo was a Maisha b'chalam amlachos that we said in the last Pasuk, that he ruled over all the other kingdoms, so his table had to reflect it. He had to have an extremely large amount of food put on the table that sort of reflected the kavod and the teferes, like we saw by Achashverosh, uh, teferes gedulasai, that the feast of Achashverosh sort of represented his status as the ruler over the world. So to here, Shlomo had to have a tremendous amount of food to reflect his status as the ruler over the world. So the Balbim says, but maybe you'll say that this put a tremendous burden on Klai Yisrael. So he says, that's why in Pasuk Aleph it tells you that Magisha Mincha, that they would all bring tribute. In other words, he had a tremendous amount of food that was being brought in from the outside nation. So it didn't create an undue burden on the rest of Klai Yisrael. So aside from the food that the 12 commissioners were delivering from within Eretz Yisrael, they also had the uh, benefits of the surrounding areas, the best food that was that existed in the other lands was also brought as tribute to Shlomo and was served at his table. The Avni Shoyam brings down that Reb Sadia Goyen counts in his list of mitzvahs, he counts an unusual mitzvah. In Parshas Re'eh and Sefer Devarim, it says, the Pasuk says, this is in Perikid Beis Pasuk Chav, Ki Yarchiv Hashem Alekechaz Gevulcha, when Hashem will widen your borders, Kasher Dibelach, like He has promised, Ve'amarta Oich Lebasar, and you will say, I want to eat meat, Ki Sa'av Nafshech Alech Lebasar, because you'll desire to eat meat. So the Pasuk says, Bechalavas Nafshech Atoich Lebasar, then you should eat whatever meat you desire. Rav Sadiq Goyen counts that as one of the mitzvahs, that when the borders of Klai Yisrael, when the borders of Eretz Yisrael are widened and Klai Yisrael is enough land, there is a mitzvah, sasei, to go and eat meat. A nice mitzvah, sasei, to have. So Rav Sadiq Goyen learns that Shleima here was being Mekayim this mitzvah, that since the Pasuk says, and we'll see this in a few psukim, that anar, that Shleima Melech's Malcha stretched over the entire, on the other side of the, of the Nahar, all the way, basically his kingdom was widened in accordance with this Pasuk. He had a large Malcha. So at that time, the Mitzvah Sasei fell upon him to the And so that's why Shlomo Melech has brought before him Bakar and Soin, Ayol Tzvi V'yachmar, Barburim Avusim. All these different delicacies, different types of meat are brought before him to be Mekayim, the Mitzvah Sasei, and not just be Mekayim it, but be Mekayim it with a, certainly a Hidder.